Christchurch, New Malden, Sunday the 18th of December 2022. Nathan Larkin speaking at the Carols by Candlelight service. Well, wow, if we didn't know it was Christmas before, we, we certainly do now, that's amazing. But I don't know about you, I'm not sure how the countdown to Christmas begins for you. Perhaps you know that Christmas is on its way when the first house on your street is brave enough to put their Christmas lights out and be the first. Or for some, it will be when the first day of a new advent calendar is cracked open. That's when it's Christmas. My mum always said that she felt like it was truly Christmas after she'd had her first mince pie of the year. Um, I, I don't know about you, there'll be different things, but for me, and I think probably for a lot of us, I think the first marker that we know we're entering the Christmas season is when the new John Lewis advert is released. <laughs> First launched in 2007, it is remarkable how every year this chain of department stores manages to win the nation's hearts with what is, let's be honest, less of an advert and more of a work of art each year. Each year we find ourselves moved, warmed, inspired and filled with festive joy. Now, John Lewis Christmas marketing doesn't just sell us a product, each year they tell us a story. And I find that more often than not, the stories that they tell are stories that connect to the things that we care most about. Family, belonging, community, and love. Let's revisit a few of them. In 2011, our hearts were warmed and challenged by a little boy impatiently counting down to Christmas Day not so he could receive his presents, but so that he could finally give the gift that he had been waiting to give his parents. In 2012, we followed a snowman on a journey, seeing on our screens the efforts that some will go to for those they love. In 2015, we met a man on the moon and a little girl on earth who wanted him to know that she saw him and that he wasn't alone. And 2020's Give a Little Love tapped into our belief that everyone has a part that they can play to show love and care to others in their community. But this year's ad, I think, is a little different. It doesn't, doesn't just dance around some of the themes that <coughs> vaguely relate to the true meaning of Christmas. I think this year it absolutely <coughs> hits the nail on the head. In the video, for those who haven't seen it, um, is a man and he is seen learning how to skateboard. Midlife crisis is the first thing that came to my mind, if I'm honest, the first time I watched it. But struggling, he fails to make the jumps and the flips <coughs> on his board, and he inevitably gets hurt, returns home, and applies some frozen peas to his knees as he grimaces from the pain. His wife is on the phone, telling the person on the other end that she can't wait for it. Christmas, we assume. Then they both decorate their home for Christmas with lights and the tree, and the man is struggling to put the star on top as he is clearly still sore from all his spills and falls that he's taking while trying to learn to skateboard. We see him even sneaking <coughs> watching skateboard videos in his office, and determined to learn to skate well, he even brings the board to the office and puts it under his feet in the cubicle. But back home, the doorbell rings, and we see a young girl with a skateboard standing outside with a woman. And it becomes clear that she is coming to live with them as foster carers. She looks at them nervously, but she also notices the man's skateboard. 
and his injured hand. She nods at him and she smiles. Now Christians shouldn't need a John Lewis advert to know that looking after those in need is important to God. Hospitality and care for the vulnerable are at the very core of the Christmas story. Despite it being a tight squeeze, Mary and Joseph are provided with somewhere to stay. They welcome shepherds straight from the fields into her birthing party. Later, the Magi, despite being foreign Gentiles, are welcome to stay with this Jewish couple. (coughs) But I think the word that encapsulates how perfect this advert is for the Christmas season is Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is what we celebrate at Christmas, that God, the same God who created everything we see, humbled himself to join us on earth in the vulnerability of human form because he wanted to be with us. In the advert, the man is putting himself a long way out of his comfort zone because he wants to show that he cares for and can relate to the little girl. It's costly love and it hurts at times. So how much more incredible was the love that drove our God to be with us that first Christmas? As we heard from one of the readings, it was the angel who told Joseph that Jesus should be called Emmanuel, God with us. And through the next 33 years, he literally was. God in Jesus grew up. He ate, drank, laughed, felt tired, made friends, upset quite a few people. He was one of us. But although Christmas is often when we think about God being with us, This promise, this Emmanuel, it wasn't restricted to those years, those 33 years that Jesus lived a human life on earth. Because as Jesus prepared to return to be with the Father, these were some of the last words he said. I will always be with you. Emmanuel is so much more than Jesus coming. It is Jesus staying. God is still here with us today. He has always been with us and always will be with us. And he's with us even now. So that sounds nice as a concept, but what does that actually mean for us, that God is always with us? I think it means that he's here with us in our hardship, pain, crying, doubt, fear, and struggles. He's with us in our temptations, sin, thoughts, and in every action. He's with us when we're alone, in a crowd, with a friend or an enemy. He's with us in our joy, achievements, laughter, and blessings. He is always with us. For anything that we've gone through, are going through, or will go through, The incredible reality of knowing that God is with us can give us the strength to continue. So, again, what does that look like if God is with us? The Bible tells us in the first chapter of Hebrews that if we want to know what God looks like, then we need to look at Jesus. Jesus shows what God is like. 
So what does it look like? What did it look like when Jesus spent time with people, when God was with people? Well, the answer was, for people he spent time with, it was an amazing, life-changing experience. And each of their situations were never the same again. Let's think of just a few of those occasions where Jesus was with people. Here, attending a wedding, Jesus rescued the servants when the wine ran out. What can we learn? You can bring your emergencies to God, big or small. Chatting into the night with Nicodemus, who had snuck out in secret to be with him, Jesus described what he needed to do to be right with God. The lesson? We can bring our spiritual struggles, even our doubts, to God. Sitting by a well, Jesus revealed his true identity to a woman whose life was in a mess. We learn that we can bring our mistakes, past, present, and future, to God. Approaching a man who was disabled, Jesus healed him and gave him hope. We can bring our limitations, our weaknesses, and everything else to God. Walking across waves to a storm-tossed boat, Jesus quieted the fearful disciples. We can bring all our fears to God. And standing on a shore, when Peter needed forgiveness, Jesus lovingly restored him. You can bring all your failures, whether public or private, to God. Jesus was meeting people throughout his life, right where they were, just as he wants to do right here in our lives today. He was with them. And we celebrate that at Christmas, him coming to be with them. And through his love, he changed those people. God is near to his people. He is so near that he knows what we think, how we think, when we hurt, and when we experience joy and gladness. He knows us completely. What's happening to us moment by moment, both good and bad. And let's be honest, Christmas isn't always an easy time. For some of us, when life isn't going as we always hoped it would, Christmas might be the very time that we need to be reminded that God is with us the most. Among the most reassuring promises in the Bible are the I am with you promises. They begin all the way back in Genesis, where God says to Isaac, don't be afraid because I am with you. And we see them again throughout the Bible story. And that's the same comfort, God with us, that David spoke of in that famous Psalm 23, when he said, even when I walk through the valley of the darkest shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. He knew he could face anything, even death, because God was with him. And so this Christmas, if we think that it is true that God is with us, then we, if, as we have heard, it should, if we believe that, it should have huge implications. It's not just something to come to a carol service and to feel fuzzy about once a year. It's a really big deal that God is with us. I once heard that a kind of response to Jesus being described um, when we, when we kind of like the idea of God with us, but we don't accept it as being like a beautifully wrapped gift that we have been given. 
which for some reason we refuse to open. But what good is an unopened gift? It doesn't matter how much the giver spends on the gift, how much care they put into selecting it, or how beautifully wrapped it is. It's wasted. Wasted time, wasted money, wasted effort if the gift remains unopened. Or what if the recipient does open the gift, but puts it on a shelf and never uses it? In both cases, the recipient of the gift has squandered the generosity of the giver. And the same is true of this gift of Emmanuel. God is offering to be with us. That's what we see at Christmas. But do we want him? Do we really believe it? Are we ready to accept him and see the life-changing impact that his presence in our lives will make? Or are we more comfortable with that fuzzy sense of warmth at Christmas, a cute baby in a manger, and some nostalgic singing before putting God back on that shelf for another year? I'm going to finish with a story about a man who struggled to believe that this could be true for him. This man looked upon Christmas as a lot of humbug. He wasn't a Scrooge in any way. In fact, he was a kind and decent person. But he simply didn't believe all that stuff about God with us, that incarnation stuff which churches claim at Christmas. And he was too honest to pretend that he did. He just couldn't swallow the Jesus story about God coming to earth as a man. His wife and children were Christians, but he had never truly believed. And one Christmas, the man plucked up the courage to speak to his wife about it. I really don't want to upset you, he said, but I don't believe it. Why would God do that? I can't understand that God would become human. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why would he want to be one of us? On Christmas Eve, his wife and children went to church for the midnight service, but he decided he would stay at home. I'd feel like a hypocrite, he explained. I'd rather stay here, but I'll wait up for you. Not long after his family drove away in the car, snow began to fall. He went to the window and watched the flurries getting heavier and heavier. If we must have Christmas, he thought, it's nice to have in the white one at least. He went back to his chair by the fireside and began to watch some TV. A few minutes later, he was startled by a sudden thudding sound. It was quickly followed by another, then another. At first he thought that someone must be throwing snowballs at his living room window. But when he went to the front door to investigate, found a flock of birds huddled miserably in the snow. They'd been caught in the storm, and in a desperate search for shelter, they'd tried to fly through his window. I can't let these poor creatures lie there and freeze, he thought. But how can I help them? He decided that the only thing for it was to bring them into the warmth of his house until they had recovered. It would provide a warm shelter for them if he could just direct the birds inside. He quickly put on a coat and wellies and tramped through the deepening snow to where the birds had fallen. He opened the front door wide and turned on a light, but the birds wouldn't come in. Food will lure them in, he thought, so he hurried back to the kitchen for some breadcrumbs, which he sprinkled on the snow to try and make a trail into the warm house. But to his dismay, the birds ignored the breadcrumbs and continued to flop around helplessly in the snow. He tried shooing them into the house by walking around and waving his arms, 
but they scattered in every direction except into the warm lighted house. He tried picking them up, but they continually avoided his attempts to help. Please let me help you little birds, he pleaded. You'll die out here in the cold. Can't you see that I want to help you? But he knew that they were afraid of him. From their perspective, he thought, he must look like a strange and terrifying creature. If only I could think of some way to let them know that they can trust me, he thought. That I'm not trying to hurt them, but to help them. But how? Any move he made tended to frighten and confuse them more. They just would not follow him. They wouldn't be guided or shooed because they were scared of him. If only I could be a bird, he thought to himself, and mingle with them and speak their language. Then I could tell them not to be afraid. Then I could show them the way into the safe, warm house. But I would have to be one of them so they could see, so they could hear and understand. At that moment, the church bells began to ring in the distance. Their sound reached his ears above the noise of the wind, and as his own words reverberated in his head, he stood there listening to the bells pealing the glad tidings of Christmas, and he sank to his knees in the snow. Now I understand, he whispered. Now I see why you chose to do it. Jesus came to earth that first Christmas to be with us. He experienced what it was like to be one of us. And today, God is still with us. May you know the joy and the power and the love of Emmanuel this Christmas. And may you choose his invitation and accept it and let him in.